ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. Glad you're here with us tonight. I'm your host, Prophet Marty Layton. And what a divine time that we're living in right now. How many of you know uh, that we are in a big spiritual battle right now? I mean, it is a big time warfare, uh, time to pray, shields up kind of spiritual battle. And uh, we are all... always in some type of spiritual warfare, uh, because obviously the devil and demonic spirits are on the loose, uh, but the battle has intensified. Can you tell? You know, We are taking territory, and we are taking back what the enemy has stolen, and so the devil is, is uh, angry about these things. And Jesus called the devil a thief, and uh, the thief that comes to steal and kill and destroy, he said, spirits come and go. And uh, as you know, this audience knows, we are praying and we are warring through September, October, and November. And, you know, we lean on the abiding presence of Yehovah Shammah, Jehovah Shammah, uh, the Lord who is present with us. And, you know, when we're faced with challenges, uh, we remember who you are, Lord. And Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer, when we're faced with uh, health issues, and uh, Jehovah Jireh, uh, the Lord our provider, when we are faced with provision or supply issues. And uh, no matter what things look like, you'll always, uh, God will always provide for his own. Amen. And then Jehovah Rohi, the Lord our shepherd, who leads us into the future. Amen. And Jehovah Shalom, our warrior of peace. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Nisi, Uh, our victorious king, whose banner of victory we raise high, Uh, Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord, our sanctification, our sanctifier or sanctification, and El Elyon, the Lord, our creator, uh, the the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth, the possessor of heaven and earth. Uh, Scripture calls him the wonderful counselor, our everlasting father, the mighty God. You know, God Almighty is El Shaddai, and uh, no matter the needs we may face, we know we can always lean upon the Lord. Yehovah, Yeshua, our Messiah, our Savior, our Redeemer. Amen. We lean upon your presence, Lord, and we lean upon your salvation. And we know that you are Emmanuel, God with us, God among us, God who speaks to us. And no matter how intense life may seem at times, Uh, He's speaking your redemption. He's speaking your future. Jehoshaphat was facing certain doom and destruction. Remember in 2 Chronicles 20, uh, the king of all Judah uh, was surrounded by enemy uh, armies. And uh, not not just all of Judah, uh, but part of Jerusalem, because Jerusalem was in a huge split at the time. And most of the people went with Jehoshaphat because he was a righteous king. And so they were surrounded by all these enemy armies. But like the song says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded really by you. And so the greater one is on our side. He's fighting for us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And and the Bible says we overcome every attack of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, amen, Jesus Christ, by the word of our testimony, uh, 
Uh, and if God did it before, he'll do it again. That's what that means, the word of our testimony. We encourage others with the word of our testimony, and we, and we encourage ourselves with the word of our testimony. Amen? So if God did it before, he'll do it again. And then it's the third stage to that uh, scripture is in not loving, our, and loving not our lives unto the death. And so the devil can try to start, strike fear in the heart of, uh, of people, but he cannot strike fear in the heart of a dead man. <clears throat> and we are dead uh, to the old man, but we are alive in Christ. Amen. We've died to this world. We've died to these things, uh, but we are alive because it's Christ in us that's, that's living. Amen. And so the God of peace and so the devil can shall try soon to start crush Satan underneath your feet. The Bible says, the God of peace shall soon crush Satan underneath your feet. God will do it. And we lift up the Lord today, the God of all creation, the God of the universe, the God uh, uh, of peace, the God of righteousness, the God of uh, joy, the God of salvation. And all of heaven, I believe, is awakened by our prayers and and by our, our praise. You know, I, I believe all of heaven hears the prayers and the praise of Marty Layton and the prayers and the praise of my family and the prayers and the praise of you, you who cried out to the Lord and he heard your desperate cry, amen? And he's hearing all the prayers of all of those around the world that are watching right now or listening right now. Just say the name of the Lord. That's all you need to do. If you don't know what to pray, just say the name of the Lord, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. David said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Jesus Christ is our Redeemer King. He's our Warrior King. Exodus 15.3 says, uh, The Lord our God is a warrior. The Lord is his name. You know, when he gave himself as the ultimate sacrifice upon the cross, his last dying words were, It is finished. It is finished. Amen. There's no more work of salvation to be done. It is finished. Uh, no more salvation to be worked out. It is finished. And it's not by works, lest any man should boast. It is finished. Amen. No more blood required. It is finished. Everything we need has been already been provided for us by Jesus Christ. He's already provided for all of our needs according to his riches and glory. It is finished. Amen. Every need is already provided for. It is finished. Every stripe for your healing was taken by our Savior, Yahweh, Yeshua, Jesus. It is finished. It is paid in full. You don't have to accept some kind of a sickness. Uh, it was already born on the body of Jesus Christ. By his stripes, you are already healed. It is finished. Amen. You don't have to accept lack or poverty. <clears throat> he defeated the strongest of the enemies. Jesus came with good news for the poor. What is that good news? You don't have to be poor anymore. Poverty and lack has been defeated. It is finished. Amen. Uh, today, everything is finished already for you by Jesus Christ. Salvation, wholeness, soundness, prosperity has come. It is finished. Amen. Settle it in your soul. It is finished. Our times are in his hands, and nothing can stop what God has ordained for his sons and daughters. And as long as we walk uprightly before him and obey his word, the enemy can't stop or delay anything. Amen? 
God is speaking encouragement to his people in this hour. Be strong and of a good courage. Be encouraged and be of a good courage. Amen. He told Joshua, be strong and of a good courage because there was going to be opportunities for you mentally uh, to be weak and uh, discouraged. But God wants you to be strong and of a good courage. Amen. So everything is shaking right now. It's a very unique moment in time. Everything is shaking. Uh, things are moving at the, uh, at the sound of his voice and shaking. Uh, transition is happening for many people. Transition is going from one place to a new place. That's what that means. Uh, from one place to a new place. And God is speaking to cause this transition. He's calling everything to move forward. And God is speaking and removing uh, all kinds of uh, oppressive things from his people. He's removing loneliness and depression, uh, moving things forward into new relationships. No more loneliness and depression, but how about God moving you into new relationships? Amen? God is speaking and removing confusion. Uh, God is bringing clarity and clear and concise direction. God is speaking and breaking off lack and releasing prosperity and abundance to his people. Amen. God is speaking and breaking off iniquity and rebellion uh, from prodigal sons and daughters. God is speaking and calling them back to life. Amen. He's calling them back to life. God is no respecter of persons. If he did it for the Roman centurions, uh, then he'll do it for you, his sons and daughters, and he'll call your sons and daughters back to life. Amen. If he can do it for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he can do it for us. Come on, lay claim to your to your blessing today. Lay claim to your territory now. Lay claim to your healing. Lay claim to your prosperity and your abundance. Lay claim to what is rightfully yours right now. Everything had to shake. Uh, so it would shake the enemy loose from what actually belongs to you. Amen. I want you to know God is the author of this transition. He's not the author of confusion, but he's the author of transition. And he is realigning life and restructuring life right now, setting things up with new structures of faith. Uh, for for what's coming in the future, he's going. He's building a new uh, wineskin structure. He wants you to have solid structure for what he wants to release in the days to come. One of the words for God's glory is kabod. Uh, that means the weightiness of God. And what God wants to do is is build a faith, uh, a fresh structure for your faith, a faith for His weighty presence to be in your life. Listen, the strong gale force winds of the Holy Spirit are blowing, just like I prophesied when he showed me that many, many months ago. The winds of change are blowing now, the winds of God. And Pastor Tracy and I and our family have come before the Lord with our hands uh, filled with offerings to the Lord during this time. Uh, we've sown greatly, and we expect to reap greatly in this moment, because that's his promise to us. That is what he initiated for his sons and daughters. Amen? And uh, this September, October, and November, I don't know if you have been following this with us, but uh, if you take the first letter of those three months, it spells son, S-O-N. And this September, October, and November season, I believe God is going to start uncapping 
great wells of prosperity and blessing. God wants you to have your inheritance. That's the reason for the shaking. That's the reason for the transition. That's the reason uh, for the winds blowing. Amen. And God's uncapping great wells of prosperity and blessing and causing them to flow again. Restoration of things that have been lost. Amen. I've been decreeing uh, just as Moses did over over these new wells. And, and, and uh, when I say new wells, I mean wells that we didn't even realize were there for us. Uh, and Moses said the, the children of Israel sing to their well, spring up, O well, spring up, O well. And I've been decreeing it, spring up, O well, spring up, O well. Uh, because God has promised, if God be for us, who can be against us? God has promised uh, wells of blessing will flow. Amen. Nothing can stop what God has decreed. And I believe God is opening the eyes of his people to discover new wells of prosperity to flow with a fresh abundance for your life. And there will be a removal of lack. God's about to cause such a flow, it's going to wash away lack. Uh, because the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not lack. Amen. And especially with the warriors of God, with the warriors of God, there shall be no lack. Our God, our provider, our source, our supply, El Shaddai, will cause it all to come forth. And that is the prayer and that is the decree of this prophet over God's people in this audience today. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome. Uh, you know, September is almost over, and I believe still things are going to be revealed this month that is going to shock the system. Something is still about to happen. Great changes are coming uh, to our nation, America the Beautiful, and I believe the shot heard around the world is still about to happen. In October, may be some choppy and rough waters uh, but before November is over, we will level out on a whole new level. So don't fear the shaking. Amen. Don't be afraid of the shaking. Uh, I always start with a kind of prophetic overview of the current picture and what we're looking at and, and what we're going through uh, to give you hope and to give you courage and, and, and to give you encouragement and, and what, what God is saying about the moment. Uh, and I, I like to do this before we go into our prophetic workshop uh, so that you have something to settle the issue in your spirit uh, for the rest of the week until we come together again. You know, tonight I'm ministering on the voice of destiny, the voice of destiny. I was talking with Bishop Hammond uh, just a couple hours ago, and we were talking about the voice of destiny. And uh, he is on, uh, he, he is uh, 89 years old now, and uh, he is uh, not able to travel at the moment. I'm talking about somebody who uh, just on one airlines flew 250,000 miles every year just on Delta, and he flew other airlines as well, and he drove many places. Uh, but just on Delta, he flew 250,000 miles plus every year. And so for him to to sit down and not be able to do anything, it's a very challenging moment for him. Uh, but we were talking about the voice of destiny and, and how God speaks from within us and and uh, how, how that stirs up 
such emotion and such passion. And, um, you know, he was saying, the best I can do now is Zoom all over the world. <laughs> so <clears throat> he's doing his Zoom meetings all over the world right there from his uh, studio on the campus there at Christian International. And uh, But tonight I want to talk about the voice of destiny and how the enemy wants to silence this voice of God inside of you. The enemy wants to silence the voice of destiny. He doesn't want you to to uh, to ha- hold out hope that God can bring it to pass. He doesn't want you uh, to stand in faith. He wants to silence uh, the voice of destiny or the voice of God on the inside of you by distraction and by discouragement. Amen. How many of you love these prophetic workshops? You know, I just believe uh, they are just packed full. I try every week to pack them full of scripture and to show you my scriptural foundation for every sentence that I make sincerely. Uh, every Everything I do, I want it to line up with the word of God. And, you know, that's often the challenge with the prophetic is people don't understand um, what's happening. How is the prophetic uh, working? In, uh, in relationship to Scripture. Well, I try to always uh, pack it full of Scripture so that uh, you have a scriptural foundation for everything that I'm saying. And so each week uh, I, I do these prophetic workshops, and each week I have an expectancy. I expect an outpouring of God on, on these airwaves. I expect revival. I expect reformation. I expect a radical reforming of our understanding. I expect you to be revived and refreshed uh, so that we can come alive and that we can win in the Spirit. Amen? I believe that there is a great revival that is set on God's calendar for this end time. I believe that. And for that to happen, God's people have to come up higher. We have to be charged. We have to be equipped. We have to get past elementary things so that we can be strong. And when challenges face us, uh, you know, I did a whole, I think it was a four or six week series a couple of years ago called Rise Above. Uh, when we're faced with these kind of challenges, God expects us to be mature and to rise above and to hit these things head on in prayer but then rise above uh, the common response and reaction and hear from heaven and begin to overcome and come up higher. Amen. And so there is a great revival that is set on God's calendar for right now, uh, but God wants to have his people come up higher so that he can put more in us. He can release more to us. Amen. Put more in our hands uh, to be responsible for. Uh, and begin to become those who are of full age who can handle the strong meat of the Word of God. Amen? Anyways, don't allow these turbulent moments in life, like what we're seeing in our world right now, to make you to think that there's a curse working against you. You need to remember, it is finished. It is. You know, when Balaam was paid to curse the people of God by King Balak... Balaam, the prophet, uh, who later Jesus called a false prophet, he was the only uh, 
he was the only prophet in the book of uh, Numbers that uh, prophesied about Jesus. And so you would think with a word that accurate, he is not a false prophet, but Jesus called him a false prophet. And so he was being paid by King Balak or Balak, however you say that, uh, Balaam or Balaam the prophet. He had a, he had a corrupt spirit. And uh, he said this, how can I speak what I have not seen? And how can I say what has not been put into my mouth by God? So he was being paid to curse the people of God. And he said, how can I speak what I have not seen? And how can I say what has not been put in my mouth by God? And some people have said to me, how can you continue to bless America and say America the beautiful or America the blessed and America shall be saved? Don't you know that God would have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah? I don't even know why that is a line that some people use. God would have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah if he was going to bless America and save America. And then they say things like, can't you see the evil and the wickedness that is running rampant? rampant. And my reply is this, I'm not saying what has happened is not wrong because it is. I mean, obviously abortion is wrong. Uh, uh, The agendas of evil are wrong, but I refuse to curse what God has already called blessed. And God is, has has declared America shall be blessed He's called America blessed. He's not removed his presence from America. He's not written Ichabod over this nation. His glory has not departed or been removed from this nation. No, he has a church that is alive and interceding and praying against the forces of evil that have been at work in this nation. And God continues to pronounce blessing over America the beautiful, America the blessed, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, right? And so in Numbers 23, uh, Balak was speaking with Balaam. Listen, I paid you to curse uh, Israel. I, I paid you to curse the people of God. And he said this in Numbers 23 and verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of a man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do He's talking about the difference between cursing and blessing. He has blessed his people. And he said, has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make good? And then in the next couple of verses, 20 and 21, he says, Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. Wow. God has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. Uh, He has not observed iniquity in Jacob. Psalm 103 says, He will not hold iniquity against you or your sins against you, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel or in the church because of the precious blood of Jesus. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. The shout of a king is among them. Listen to that. The shout of a king. Who's the king? Jesus. The shout of the king is among us. Remember that. You cannot be cursed. 
God has pronounced blessing over your life, over your family, over your nation, and the shout of the king is among us. People say, why do you shout so much in church? Because it's the shout of the king. And God arises in shouts of praise. Amen. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. And we cannot be cursed because the shout of the king is among us. Hallelujah. Amen. The shout of the king. It is the power of his shouts uh, of praise that removes the curse and uh, pushes back the curse. Even before it has a chance to take root in anybody's life. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, we're going to talk about the voice of destiny today in our prophetic workshop. And you know, destiny has a voice. And it is speaking to you constantly and consistently. God is always speaking to you about your future, about what his plans are for your life. I know the plans and the purposes that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to bless you. There's that word again. The word bless actually comes from the word blood, which means uh, being washed in the blood of Jesus, blessed. Uh, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to bless you, to give you a future and a hope, not plans to curse you, but plans to give you a future and something to hope for. Amen? And this is the process uh, that God God takes his people through, a process of transition, a process of change, and the voices of everything around you can get so very loud saying all these other things when you're going through this process of transition and change uh, to try to get you to stop listening to the voice of your destiny. And that's God speaking your future to you. You've got to fight uh, to hear the voice of God and and hang on to what he has said. Amen? Uh, You know, Scripture talks about how Jesus uh, would just depart and go up in the mountain and spend time with the Father. Why would he do that? Because he was downloading uh, uh, intelligence, military intelligence for the battles that he was fighting. We need to do the same. Amen? Stop listening to the voice of the enemy, the voice of fear, the voice of intimidation, the voice of discouragement, and, you know... um, Philippians, I think it is four, chapter 4 and verse 8, it says uh, God, God doesn't want you to be intimidated. Uh, the root word of, of that, the definition of that word intimidated is bullied. And that's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to bully God's people around. God doesn't want you to be bullied around by the enemy and the threats of the enemy. In Acts chapter Two, they, uh, they were, I mean, Acts chapter 3, they were being uh, threatened uh, by the, um, the priests and the, and the um, uh, and Roman uh, leaders and rulers. They were being threatened by all the apostles, were being threatened by all these people. And their response was, uh, behold their threats. Behold their threats, Lord. In other words, God, you're hearing this. We know that you're hearing us. So therefore, increase our boldness. Increase our grace. Come on. That's the the perspective. You should not allow the enemy to tell you what you can and cannot do, what you can say, what you cannot say, what you can think about or believe, or what you can't. 
I refuse that stuff. Stop listening to the voices of intimidation. Amen. Stop speaking. Stop listening to those things that are speaking to you. That's what God is speaking uh, when he speaks to you. He's speaking your future to you. He's speaking destiny to you. Now think about that. The God who created you, the God who determined your destiny is speaking to you. The God of the universe is speaking to you. And what he has to tell you is encouraging and to inspire you and to tell you, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, let's keep going. I want to bless you. I want to give you a future and a hope. I want to do you good. That's our Father, amen? The enemy wants to cause so much distraction and fear and discouragement so that you cannot focus on God's voice or God's promise. Apostle Paul said there's so many voices in this world that are crying out for your attention. The enemy doesn't want you to be a son or a daughter of God who hears his voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice in a stranger's voice. They're not going to listen to And so the enemy doesn't want you to be a son or a daughter of God who is led by his Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit of God. And so God is wanting his church to become so attuned to his voice, we not only fulfill everything God desires for us to be and do, but we are inside uh, provoked uh, by these uh, these uh, calls to destiny uh, so that we uh, are so stirred that we provoke one another to good works. Amen? God wants you in the right place at the right time for the right reasons in the right season. Let me say that again. God wants to put you in the right place at the right time for the right reason in the right season. Have you ever felt like you were in the wrong place? Uh, you know, one time I was uh, invited to a a, uh, a concert when I was, oh, 16 or 17 years old, something like that. And it wasn't my style of music necessarily. Uh, and I won't, I won't condemn anybody's taste in music. You, everybody has a different taste. Some people like vanilla ice cream. Some people like Rocky Road. Some people only want chocolate ice cream. You know, everybody has their different flavors that they like. And it's the same thing musically. And so I don't judge people or condemn people for their tastes and different uh, things. God created everybody to be completely different. And that's awesome. That's God's plan. Uh, But one time I was invited to this concert. Definitely wasn't my style of music. Uh, and I felt so out of place. I felt like I was in the wrong place at the wrong time for the wrong reason in the wrong season. And God wants us to walk with him so that he can have us in the right place at the right time for the right reason in the right season. Amen. I'm looking through these cameras right now, and I'm looking at someone in the spirit right now who's listening or watching from Atlanta, Georgia, and God is initiating a move in your life right now, and you've been resisting this. You've been pushing back on God because you don't want to make a change. Uh, But God wants you in the right place at the right time for the right reason in the right season so that he can bless you.
and you're not interested in making a move, uh, so you've stopped listening to the voice of destiny within you. God calling you out, and things are shutting down all around you, and you can't figure out a way to make things work. And you're good at making things work, but this thing's got you, just got you flummoxed. You, you're in a position where you can't make anything happen. Uh, but if you'll make the change uh, and you'll start looking beyond where you are, you'll start experiencing blessing beyond what you can imagine. God wants to put you in a new location. God is going to relocate you so that you can experience the blessing that he has for your life. And many times we go through transition uh, and God wants to realign and relocate and and readjust some things so that you can be blessed in a greater capacity. But God is about to relocate you, sir, very, very soon. Amen. Amen. God wants you acting and moving by faith. He does. He wants you moving by faith. He wants you to take steps of faith. So I've taught you before about vertical communication. Vertical communication is God to man. God speaking to man, man speaking to God, right? And so then there is horizontal communication, man to man or man to man for God. So God speaks, and we must become better at recognizing his voice. His voice is the voice of destiny. And so remember Jesus uh was in uh, Caesarea Philippi. They had just arrived there, and, and he was kind of checking the pulse of, uh, or the temperature of the area there and saying, uh, who do men say that I am? And uh, they said, uh, well, some say that you're uh, John the Baptist. Some say that you're Elijah. By the way, all wrong answers. Uh, there's always some sayers out there with very strong opinions, very strong, but very wrong, right? Some say you're this, some say you're that. Uh, but you need to listen to what God is saying to you. And so what happened was he, he asked that question. He got all those multiple answers. Uh, but then Peter says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus spins around and he said, you did not get that from horizontal communication. You didn't get that from the some sayers and their opinions and I'm not talking about, you know, you. we need each other, and we need to be able to hear the word of the Lord from each other. I'm talking about people who are just uh, touting their opinions everywhere, uh, not those with the word of the Lord in their mouths. And so Jesus said, you didn't get that from horizontal communication. But a hor- horizontal communication uh, uh, always has something to say, but... Jesus was saying, you got that from a vertical communication. My Father in heaven has revealed this to you, a vertical communication. God wants active communication with you so that he can speak purpose and destiny to you regardless of the storm in in life, regardless of the transitions, regardless of the shakings, regardless of the... uh, opposition, regardless of the threats, regardless of anything else. He wants us to have such a clear communication with him on a daily basis 
so that he can continually speak your next step to you, the next step of your destiny, the next step of your purpose. Well, how do I do that, uh, Brother Marty? Well, let me just tell you, for me, what I do is I spend time speaking in tongues every morning. I take at least an hour to pray in tongues. Now, not everybody can start with an hour. You might start with 10 minutes. You might start with five minutes, you know. Some of you are going to get going, and it's going to feel like forever. You'll look at the clock, and it's been one minute, you know. Uh, But you've got to learn to overcome your flesh, uh, silence the voice of your flesh. There's a lot of voices, and I'm not teaching on that necessarily tonight. Uh, But listen to the voice of God and continue and press through. And, uh, you know, we're, we're good at exercising our bodies, or we should be, uh, but we need to exercise our spirit. We need to pray in the spirit and stir up the gift of God within us and build ourselves up on our, on our most holy faith uh, so that God can communicate to us. And he can do it without any hindrance, uh, without the veil of the flesh, without the uh, opposition of the enemy or the uh, constant thoughts and voices of, uh, of all the other things in life that are trying to dissuade us from praying and hearing God. And so he wants active, God wants active communication with us so that he can speak purpose and destiny to us by his Holy Spirit. And, and then out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. You know, I can't even begin to tell you how many times God has said something to me in my personal prayer time. And then that day, two or three or four or five people will say those very words to me and confirm that word uh, as a witness, and they don't even know they're doing it. That's how, that's how God establishes a, uh, a solid word inside of you. You know, we are to be led by the Spirit of God. That's vertical. And God can speak words through others that's horizontal. Uh, Actually, the same example works here too. Peter had a word from God, and he spoke horizontally to Jesus. He heard vertically, but he spoke horizontally. And we need both, by the way. And so um, the Bible says in... uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 2, in verse 9, it says, I has not seen, ears not heard, nor has it entered in the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And so prophecy, by the way, is not always just a confirmation, as some have taught. Some people have taught that prophecy is only for confirmation. If God hasn't said it to you first, and then you get confirmation out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, then that then that's not a true prophecy. That's not true at all. Uh, the Bible says there, uh, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered in the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Hallelujah. Um, and so there is a, there is a, um, a, a grace of God to be able to make it through those changing times. Uh, and and everything is not going to come to you. Uh, you know, some people live from prophecy to prophecy. Can't make a decision unless they get a prophecy. And I understand 
thinking that way, but God wants you to grow past that. And uh, he wants to start speaking to you personally. And that voice of destiny on the inside of you will start giving you inklings and, and understandings of things that uh, will, will, will charge you and challenge you and cause you to make decisions, maybe, maybe try a decision a little bit differently, right? Uh, I remember one time I got, I had a, um, two, two job offers in front of me. One was a prestigious job at a bank. And it looked like it was going to be a very good, very solid, uh, very uh, excellent job. Uh, paid a lot. And uh, just on the outside, it looked really great. Uh, and then this other job uh, was working for a printing company. And it was kind of, uh, you know, get ink under your fingernails kind of job. And... Uh, you know, kind of dirty. Uh, you had to deal with a lot of a, a, a lot of um, disgruntled people in the community, whether their their stuff was done right or not. And so, I'm saying all that to say, uh, I was really perplexed. What do I do? What decision do I make, God? And I I was praying, and I sometimes it's easier to hear the word of the Lord for somebody else than it is for yourself, right? And so I was praying, and uh, a friend of mine said, you know, I think I had a dream about you last night. And uh, in fact, I know I had a dream about you last night. And so I said, well, what was the dream? He said, well, you were standing in front of this table, and there were two apples on it, and they both looked good. One wasn't as shiny as the other one. Uh, and you wanted to pick up the shiniest one, uh, but th- the person at the table was telling you to pick up the other one. And so you picked up the shiny one and bit into it, and there was a worm inside of that one. Interesting, right? And so, uh, uh, the but the better apple was the one that didn't look so good. And so I was praying about which job to take, Uh you know, do I do I take the bank job or do I take the printing job? Well, the the decision was obvious, right? Uh, the decision was, God, I'm going to I'm going to uh, choose the printing job, and so I took the printing job, and it turns out that the banking job, the bank went under. Uh, very quickly, and uh, and I would have been out of that job, and I would not have had the job that I had, number one. Number two, that job trained me uh, in, a, in a trade and in a craft that I had no idea that I would ever use uh, effectively. Uh, but then when, when we decided we were moving to go to Bible college at Christian International, uh, with Bishop Bill Hammond, uh, he needed a print shop. He needed someone to do printing for the ministry and open up the print shop there. And it was amazing that if I would have just uh, done my own thing and not listened to the voice of confirmation from others, uh, then I would have missed the will of God for my life. I would have made a mistake 
and not had that opportunity. But because I, I took the not so shiny apple, I had the right thing happen for me. And so it opened up doors from that point for the voice of destiny was speaking. Now, the enemy offered counterfeits. He offered distraction. He offered discouragement. He offered all kinds of other things. But that's not what God wanted to speak to me, all those other things. So Apostle Paul said there's all these voices out there vying for your attention, trying to get you to listen to them. But God wants you to slow down, take a moment, even through turbulent moments in, in life, <coughs> and and listen to the still small voice. Remember Elijah, he went to the to the mouth of the cave and he was so angry with the prophetic that he wrapped his mantle around his eyes, around his head and covered his eyes. He said, uh, you know, I, essentially saying, I don't want to be a seer prophet anymore. I don't want to uh, be prophetic anymore. I, I'm making mistakes. And and then he he saw the whirlwind, he saw the fire, he felt the shaking, but God was in none of those things. Uh, but then God was in the still, small voice, the still, small voice. And see, that's the voice of destiny, the still, small voice. And it was at that moment uh, that he took his mantle off of his eyes, and he began to finish the job, finish running his course. You know, I actually believe that his uh, his refusal to repent uh, shortened his assignment and he had to release it to others at that point. And so it's important that we don't uh, discount that still small voice. I think that's the bigger point. Don't discount yourself. Don't discount what you feel like God may be saying to you. Amen. Uh, God knows, God wants to speak to you. And and I just want to encourage you, if you'll just take a few moments in the morning and command the day by taking control of your morning, you if you'll just take control of your morning and give it to God and listen to his direction, listen to the voice of destiny, uh, not the some sayers, not all the other stuff, listen to the voice of destiny and then start Start asking God for confirmation on that as you're growing and learning to trust in that. God will give you confirmation throughout the day, and he'll continue to do that. He wants active communication with you so that he can speak his purpose and his destiny uh, for your life. And he wants to speak vertically, and then he wants to use you to speak horizontally to encourage others as well. Remember, I has not seen Ear has not heard, nor has it entered in the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And so he he speaks things to us sometimes that sound absolutely like, I don't even know what that means. Uh, but here's what I feel like God said to me. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've said that to somebody. And they come back and they give me a whole bunch of uh, qualifiers how that was the word of God, right? And so uh, uh, I, I just want to encourage some of you, stir it up, stir up the gift of God within you, and uh, let, God, uh, 
let God use the mouth of two or three witnesses to encourage you in what you're hearing from God. Amen. The voice of the prophet uh, can be the voice of destiny to you as well. So you have your personal prayer time, and then you have the voice of the prophet. Uh, the voice of the prophet, you know, God wants you to have a relationship with him first. And prophetic ministry should always draw you closer to God. It should always point you to Jesus. True prophetic ministry should point you to Jesus first. And the voice of the prophet uh, should cause you to have to, to, to be encouraged to go to Jesus. Uh, we're only speaking for him. And some people, you know, that's, that's the whole concept of uh, the, the Roman Catholic Church. You go to the priest to hear what God has to say to you. And God wants you to go to him to hear what he has to say to you, right? And so the voice of the prophet can be, can be the voice of the Lord to you or the voice of destiny. Uh, prophets' voices are very important voices. They're important to the heart of God. Prophets are part of the, on, <coughs> excuse me, the ongoing fivefold ministry of Jesus Christ to the world. <clears throat> and prophets are still active in the church today. They're still vital. They're still relevant. Prophets are not just for foretelling, but also forthtelling. Forthtelling. Abraham had his destiny foretold to him, uh, and it was also forthtelling. Forthtelling. So Abram was his real name, and then God changed it to Abraham the father of many nations. And so the voice of a prophet can be used to call those things which be not as though they already existed. That's forth telling, calling it forth. And so prophets can call things into existence. This is part of the prophetic nature of prophecy. It's part of the nature of prophecy is calling things that be not as though they already were. And so God wants you to understand your relationship with him is paramount. And then your relationship with each other. And then he's put the fivefold ministry, specifically the prophets, to be prophets and apostles, I should say, to speak the word of the Lord. And so they can call things into existence, call those things that be not as though they already existed. Uh, but it would not have existed uh, if the prophet did not call it forth. And so the, the prophet comes and calls forth what is God's will to happen through his creative word. Not just foretelling, but forthtelling. I hope you followed that. You know, in the middle of destruction, God will anoint a prophet to go speak life and speak restoration and speak wholeness to places where there's nothing but chaos and disaster. You know, my friend Kim Clement used to say, prophets are the villain of today, but the hero of tomorrow. You know, another example of, of forth-telling and foretelling is uh, Ezekiel prophesying to a valley of dry bones, dry bones of dead men. It was called, or he was called, uh, and anointed in the presence of death in abundance. He was called and anointed to go there with God and to speak the life of God and to shift the atmosphere from God from death to life. 
you know, prophetic mantles are divinely released to function in the presence of its antithesis or the exact opposite conditions. God sends prophets in to speak the exact opposite of what it looks like. Some people, I remember I went into a church to minister to, uh, at this church and ministered to his, this pastor's entire staff. And he said, you prophesied exactly the opposite of everybody there. I said, hallelujah. He said, well, I don't want you back. <laughs> I'm giving you a small offering because of it. And about, I think it was two or three years later, he called me up and said, I need to repent. Everything you prophesied came to pass, even though at the time it was the exact opposite. See, that's what happened in the Valley of Dry Bones. He sent his prophet to prophesy the exact opposite. So prophets are not like tarot card readers or palm readers or soothsayers predicting like that. That's the counterfeit. But rather, prophets are speaking and releasing God's creative words of life. They're speaking life. They're releasing God's creative words of life. So my point is this. Many people struggle with coming up higher because they can't imagine what that prophet said coming to pass. Can't imagine. But listen, God knows how to call forth from within you what he put in you. When he wove you together in your mother's womb, when he put you together, he put things in you you don't even know are in there. And prophets know how to speak to that. And who could have imagined dry bones coming back to life and standing up as a mighty army again? But these prophetic inklings and prophetic words that we don't understand could possibly be the voice of destiny speaking to you. Just as bone had to come to bone, muscle and tendons and veins and organs and skin, and then finally breath came on those bones. The prophetic word brings uh, fresh structure and the strength and the breath of life. That's what the prophetic releases. And so without one of those bones or structural components in place, it would have just been a pile of flesh and organs and, and muscle and stuff without the bones, uh, and, and the destiny would not have come forth, and their human existence would cease. Just as those bones are structurally vital to existence, the prophet's voice is released to establish the very foundations of the church so there can be a fulfillment of your destiny. The voice of the prophet helps to bring proper alignment and position to every single bone, every single member, every single vital organ of the body of Christ so the church can walk in fulfillment of its destiny, both individual and corporate, and walk uprightly. Amen. God wants you to fulfill your destiny. He wants you to hear him speaking it to you. He wants you to, you know, you know, your father's voice has an impact on you. When, when other people say something to you, it can affect you, yes. But when your father says something to you, it has a greater impact. Listen, God wants to speak your destiny to you. Many of you have been experiencing the winds of change right now. And I believe that is God 
realigning and repositioning like those bones in that valley, everything for you to come up higher and fulfill your purpose and your destiny. I could talk another hour about Joseph and the winds of change that kept realigning and repositioning him until he got to the throne that God had destined for him to sit upon. It looked terrible how many times for Joseph, but it was always God's process for the making of the man, making of the man of God for his prophesied position of destiny. And he knew that's what that coat of many colors was all about. He knew what those sheaves bowing down to to him meant. He knew what those stars in the heavens bowing to his star meant. Uh, but he didn't know the fullness of it. He had an inkling of it. And so the word of the Lord tried him. Psalm 105, it says, uh, he sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a servant. His feet they hurt with fetters. And he was laid in chains of iron, and his soul entered into the iron. His soul entered into the iron. In other words, he went through this process until he became as strong as the iron. This process strengthened him. It gave structure to his faith. It made him strong enough to stand in the position that God had prophesied was his destiny. And then verse 19, it says, until his word Uh, came true, the word of the Lord tried him and tested him. You know, winds of change can come to try and test your faith in God's prophetic promise. Do you believe it? And if you'll believe God over the temporary circumstances, those very same winds will not just knock you around, but align you and position you for your prophetic promise to come forth. Once Joseph got them uh, get the, got them all through the seven years of that famine that God showed him in the dream, the the Pharaoh in the dream, and Joseph interpreted it. Uh, <clears throat> once it got past those seven years, Joseph continued to rule in that position another 90 years of his life. Think about that. 90 more years of fulfillment Ninety more years with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. See, I hope you're starting to gain an understanding of that prophetic voice of destiny within you. Despise not small beginnings. God has so much more for you, and he's going to bring you through it so that he can bring you to it. Amen? Hallelujah. I pray that you're getting much revelation from these prophetic workshops. So stay tuned next week for more on this one. I I really want to share more on this one. I believe it's going to help you make it through this very strategic moment in time. Amen? Amen. I want to take a minute and thank every one of you who continually stand with us, praying and supporting us even financially through sacrificial giving. I want to give, uh, give you an opportunity each, like I do each week, to sow into your future by sowing into the prophet's ministry. The Bible is very clear. When you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. And God is not limited. He is unlimited. And he has a, a special reward for you, something unique that he wants to release to you every single week. Second Chronicles 20, 20 says, Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. I want to give you a word regarding your finances. Prepare for financial increase. 
prepare, prepare, prepare for financial increase. God is about to bless you in unusual ways, surprising ways that you never saw coming. And it's exciting to live by your faith. That's what the Bible calls us to do. The just shall live by their faith. And when we're sowing our seeds and we're giving our tithes and our offerings and any special offerings that we would give, we do it all in faith that God's word is true. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, as much as I can stuff in there, running over. God will cause men to give increase back to you for your vision and provision. And the Bible says men will give into your bosom, which really literally means the destiny of your heart, your vision, your provision. In other words, when you place priority on God's vision and God's house, then God begins to process all of that together and pour it back out on you. You cannot outgive God. You cannot. David took the city of Jebus after he was anointed king finally, and he claimed it for God and his people, and he put God's business first. God immediately gave him the palace, and many people from far and wide began showing up and sowing into David's palace. They gave gold, they gave silver, they gave cedar trees and cedar beams, they gave gifts of livestock, they poured into David's bosom. David tried to set up a house uh, for the ark in a temporary tent and then a permanent house. And what, what did God say to Nathan the prophet? He said, go tell him, David, you want to build me a house? I will build your house and it will be sustained throughout the generations, even unto the Messiah. See, the point is when you make a decision to give to God and to give to his work and give to his prophets and give to his house, God rises up and does something far greater than you could make happen for yourself. Give and it shall be given to you, your vision and your house and your generations. And I want to pronounce that prophetic promise again. Prepare for financial increase. God is about to bless you in unusual and surprising ways that you never saw coming. Now, Father, I thank you that you've blessed us. You've made us to be kings. You've made us to be kings unto you, the king of kings. And we will reign with you as kings and queens. And we make this our declaration today. We decree and we declare we will live by faith. We will live by the word of God. We will live by the word of truth. We believe your word, Father. We choose to live right before you, Father. We will live in inevitable increase and unescapable blessings. Father, we desire to live on a higher level, a higher level of your love and your glory for our lives. We choose to aim higher. We choose to live from glory to glory. We receive your lifting up for our lives, Father. Our faith is growing stronger. Our lives are getting better and better. And we choose to fulfill our vows and bring to you our tithes and our offerings. And Father, I declare that their finances are going to get better and better and better. And Father, we choose to be a blessing to you. 
We agree with your prosperity in our lives. You take pleasure in the prosperity of your people. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord in unity and in one accord, and we will never quit. And Lord, you said every place that the sole of our feet shall tread, that's what you've given to us. And every place that the people of God have been stretched out, Father, they're going to start receiving expansion and enlargement and fulfillment. We now receive supernatural, unavoidable, inevitable blessings of increase. We receive filling up to the fullness and the overflow. And Father, we receive your suddenlies in our lives. We decree, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're healthy we're wealthy, we're wise, we trust, and we obey you, Father. Now, Father, I pray that you would open the heavens up over our lives. Pour out your blessings so great there's not room enough to contain it all. I pray that you would go before us and make every crooked path straight and every rough path smooth. Father, I thank you for your mercy and your kindness and your goodness in the lives of our family and our friends and in our lives, Father. You said that you were going to tackle us with your salvation today. Tackle us, God, with your blessing and your salvation. Your whole life blessings, I decree over your people now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Amen. You feel that? That's the presence of the Lord. That cannot be manufactured. That's just God showing up and proving he's right there with you. Listen, if you're watching on social media and you want to sow a seed today, there's a link in the comments section that you can click on and you can give your offering in that particular link there. Uh, if you prefer to give by text giving, uh, the number is 84321. That's 84321. Uh, there's also a QR code on your screen right now. If you turn your camera on and you put your phone over that little QR code, it'll pull up a little red bar on the bottom. Click that. That'll bring you to the giving page. Or you can just text whatever amount you desire to the number 84321. That's 84321. Uh, if you prefer mailing uh, your offering, and some people do, many people do, uh, especially a sizable gift or a check, uh, you can do that by mailing your offering to LifePoint or Marty Layton. P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's LifePoint or Marty Layton. P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Let me just tell you, it is greatly appreciated. And thank you for giving to the work of the Lord. It's always sacred before God when you give. And God promises to return it back to you powerfully. Again, that's LifePoint or Marty Layton. P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. I also want to invite you to our website. It's lifepointchurch.cc. Lifepoint with an E on the end, lifepointchurch.cc. And there's a place where you can give there as well. Uh, I want to invite you to come to church this Sunday at 4 o'clock. Listen, we have a cutting-edge powerful prophetic church called life point church and you don't want to miss what god is doing at life point we're in a different location this sunday we're at 1041 center point road 
right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. This 1041 Center Point Road right here in Hendersonville. And uh, I, I invite you out at 4 o'clock on Sunday. Come prepared to receive. Uh, and let me tell you, I'm going to minister prophetically over somebody, over many people. Every service I do this. And so if you need a word, just come receive your word. If you need to hear from the Lord, come and receive it. Amen. That's this Sunday, 4 p.m., Life Point Church, 1041 Center Point Road, right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. You don't want to miss it. Also, you need to check out our sponsor, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. And a, a special shout out to Mike Lindell for always being a blessing to this ministry. He's a, a founding sponsor of Speak Life. And what that means is he's providing all of his great products at a great discount for this audience. And the way you receive that discount is use the promo code Marty, my first name, Marty. And you can use that on both of his websites, MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. And use the promo code Marty and you'll get a deep discount on everything that you would purchase there. That's MyPillow.com or MyStore.com, promo code Marty. Some people prefer to call in their order. And uh, I know a lot of the times that's what I do. Uh, But there's a dedicated number for this audience, and it's 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. Just be sure to tell the operator your promo code is Marty, and you'll receive the special discount that he's made available for us. I want to remind you that we are live, alive and live, every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time right here in America the Beautiful. We're live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. And I know sometimes we have these glitches or something, and it's, it is it is on one site and then not on the other, and those sort of things happen. I'm not quite sure why that happens. We're doing our part uh, with without uh, mistake. Uh, it's just something on the other end, and so I apologize to some of you who were looking for us last week on YouTube, and we were not there. Uh, but familiarize yourself with Rumble. We're going to be on Rumble. Uh, if we're not there, we're going to be on Facebook. And so one of those three, or all of those three, are working at all times. And so it would be great if you'd help us by telling others to tune in every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. That's going to help our, our audience grow, and I appreciate you helping us with that. And I know if you like podcasts, and many of you do, you've already checked us out on iTunes, on Spotify, on Charisma Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts, podcasts uh, and, and listen to these same teachings on our podcast. But while you're there, please take a moment and give us a five-star review just so that we can uh, work with the algorithms there and, and begin to uh, draw more people in. Amen. Also, follow me on all social media, at Marty Layton is my handle. Just look for me there. That's my coordinates, at Marty Layton. I'm on Truth, Twitter, or X. <laughs> I think that's what it is now. Uh, Facebook, Rumble, Instagram, all the other platforms, uh, at Marty Layton. And uh, I appreciate you following me there. And I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. God is always speaking, always speaking. And he's always speaking to you good, something good. God always has something good to speak to you. Always fresh revelation. 
always encouragement. And, you know, that's what I do uh, and endeavor to do every week is to give you the voice of encouragement from God. And I want to train you and help you and equip you to hear and know the voice of the Lord for yourself. And so the, the, the Bible says in Proverbs eighteen twenty one, the tongue, your tongue, has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So I want to encourage you, from our hearts to yours, remember to always speak life. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Amen. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.